0: I don't have any jokes this time. I did, but then I saw what you were doing with your (laughs) mouth just then. And I've got nothing. I have nothing in the tank. I have nothing in the tank. Emptied your mind. That was horrifying. Matt, ladies and gentlemen, just sat there like with his <laughs> jaw sort of in a fixed, square-mouthed position and just went... <laughs> <laughs> it, it looked like... um, If you've ever seen a laughing policeman, you know, it's like the little mannequin in a, in a uh, cabinet. Oh, the, the one that's outside Blackpool um, Pleasure Beach. Oh, is that still there? Is that still... There? Do you remember when Blackpool know, it's Tower... But Blackpool Tower used to have like it was this character who was on a screen outside. Oh. And it would interact with I've you. Lost you. Like it was clearly sort of a digital puppet of some kind. Um, oh. I've just lost I just hey. briefly lost connection with you, which I think is I think is that We're puppet back. trying to get its revenge. We're back. That was um, that, the puppet in the booth tried to get in the way. Hey, for the sake of sync, Matt knock knock. Who's there? That creepy ass puppet from out front of Blackpool Tower. What does it want? Uh, Why do we remember it, but no one else does?
1: It's there you the, go. It, it, maybe it's in the Passage Del Terra now.
0: That was a pull. Do you know what else <laughs> is the topics <laughs> we're talking about this week. Welcome everybody to Woo! the Big Damn Cars, it's a pop culture podcast full of nerdy news geek gossip and stuff that's fit to fill your time before we inevitably dig each other's holes and crawl inside and spoon and wait for the inevitable heat death of the universe. Yes. I'm I'm Chris. Uh, it's the greatest fraud in American history, Johnson.
1: And I try to walk away, but I choke. I try to say goodbye, but I stumble. Although I try to fight it, it's clear.
0: My world ends when you are not here. Could you do the rest of this podcast in her voice? Because I you would be like, so about what news stories have you got? Well, I got to say goodbye (laughs) and I talk, I try to walk away and I stumble. I'm not going to shit on Macy Gray, because, you know, there's absolutely a mountain of talent coming out of that lady's lungs. Like, what a fantastic performer. But isn't it weird that there's a whole generation who only know her as that random pop star in the first Spider-Man movie? Do they? Macy Gray. She was like, big what? at the time. She was, but that's why you should never have a star who's big at the time cameo in your movie because then if they don't stick around, it just weirdly puts the movie in a bottle. It's so strange. What I'm trying to say is uh, Macy Gray is the reason why the Sam Raimi Spider-Man franchise ended, and uh, the lawyers will be going to speak to her soon <laughs> um, <laughs> after they fit after they finished. Trying to stop counting ballots because it's not election day anymore, despite the fact that's not what election day means. That's not how elections work. As of this recording, boys and girls, Joe Biden's the new president-elect of the United States, and uh, the reason I say as of this recording is because Lord knows what tricks the Trump team are going to pull out of their arse in the coming weeks. Trump tricks. Did you see the four seasons press conference, kerfuffle? <laughs> oh my god. Oh it was amazing. it's so good. It's important so important press good. conference outside of the four seasons in Philadelphia. Not Philadelphia, what was it? Yeah, it's Philadelphia. No. It was Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, yeah. Pennsylvania today. Outside of Pennsylvania the four seasons. Everyone's like, right, the hotel. And uh, nope. The hotel told them no. It's either that the hotel told the Trump campaign. No, we're, no, we already have we already have things going on. No, you can't just last minute announce that, or they falsely booked the wrong place in the first place. By the way, they did it outside of a freaking like automobile parts factory near That's a pawn shop. P O R N pawn shop.
1: And a um, um, and a oh. um, headstone engravers.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, the po- the poetic justice of it all. And then Rudy Giuliani shows up and is like, "There's electoral fraud. Uh, uh, electoral uh, fraud going on. It's the greatest crime in American history." La 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 la. Here's somebody from one of the counting places that like claims that ballots have been tampered with. The dude in question didn't work with the ballots and was uh, a stout Republican. Uh, someone who's been known to involve, been involved himself in campaign events and is a registered sex offender. Oh, yeah. Uh, known for exposing himself to young children. Yeah. So that's the person they've called upon to go, listen to this true American hero.
1: Listen to this absolutely true thing that definitely happened.
0: I I want them all to disappear into oblivion. It's not going to happen. Well, it I, mean, really I mean, it isn't. will
1: eventually. We all will, but...
0: Yeah, but can they go soon? <laughs> so we, can, like, we can all sort of go... Hey, do you remember 2020, uh, 2016 through 2020? The fuck was all that about? They can go sooner so they can get it warm for us. <laughs> oh, no. You see, now here's the thing. We've talked before about, like, if there is indeed a heaven and a hell, surely hell's going to be the more interesting one to go to, meet people in. That being said, if they're mm. there, I'm I'm going to start being, like, the most goody two-shoes ever from this moment Oh, forward. God,
1: I'm, I'm going to be so pious.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be pizza pious. Pizza pious, yeah. Okay. When the moon hits your eye, like a big pious pie, that's me, baby. Um, here's a question. Okay. When we come out, when we come out of this lockdown, and when when life sort of settles back into a state of normalcy that's the most close to the years gone by that we uh, have been at. But yes. obviously, certain distancing things will have to take place. Certain measures will have to change. Yes. Um, do you think Italian waiters will, like, get up in your face anymore? What are you doing to the Italian waiters to make them get up in your face? Paying them a little extra under the table. Uh, no, but there's sort of a tradition, isn't there? in the Italian restaurants of being very personable and very excitable and very exciting, and there's a buzz in the air, and the waiters usually joke around with everybody. It's very much like a, I don't know, it's, it's, um, I'm trying to what it's called now. It, it, it's a cultural aspect of it, but it's like a like oh, what's it called we have people over in your house I can't remember now it was the before times a host it's like a hospitality thing yeah yeah it's, it's very much sort of within in keeping in like traditional Italian cuisine and Italian dining and it, it is definitely in a lot of Italian restaurants here and in the States but it's just hit me now like for some reason at this exact moment you're never gonna have like someone at, you know it's a big Italian restaurant going up to you and be like hey Ross how you doing oh I'm just kidding Ah, oh, no no worries about it okay right while we're here you know what can I get you you're never going to have that anymore. Which Good. I think little, little brothers around the country are going to be thankful for that. Little brothers yeah. around the country are going to be super thankful for that because they won't have their cheeks pinched anymore by Rando bringing them some wine. I'm, I'm super thankful for that. I
1: don't want... Mm. I want my interactions to be businesslike and curt.
0: Buffets are going to completely change. All-you-can-eat buffets. If I can't do that the way you did before. If I
1: never go to an all-you-can-eat buffet... For the rest of my
0: life, <laughs> I will be fine. I'll be fine. Matt only likes Matt only likes very specifically catered buffets. He likes yeah. buffets that are just hash browns and nothing <laughs> else. Oh yes, you've got to take me to the hash brown place. Can't um, <laughs> take me the hash brown buffet. What's there? Are you fucking kidding right? This is just what is it? At the hash brown buffet, are the hash browns in different shapes sorted into different sections or is it just like one big giant plate of hash browns on a lazy susan just slowly rotating in the middle of the room? It's a conveyor and everyone can belt come like it come is a sushi and, restaurant and of hash browns. Oh, yes. Oh, Oh, I'd love that. Mm. I'm not even joking. With no with no and irony, that would be magical time for me. And it's like
1: a log flume, so it dips and they go back into the oil and come back out so they stay fresh. Oh! Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, if I'm to
0: choose the manner of my death. I wish it to be heart attack at your hash brown restaurant. <laughs> it's just hash browns all the time. <laughs> hash browns um. in your face, in your mouth. How have you been, boyo? You've been good. Been all right been
1: uh you know trucking along doing my thing not getting covid as best i can um and yeah just generally living life and working like a man
0: works working like a man would yes in in man the man woods in the man woods the woods, woods. Where you meet all the other mans yeah. and you, you gather and you forage and you, you make love and you, you fight bears and then you, you come home. No, no, I don't do that. I don't do any of that. I put things on shelves all day.
1: Put things on shelves. Yeah, but like, I they're, still,
0: they're, still, they're still fighting bears, right? No, but no bears. No bears. Is there, sec- Is there sex with these, these man men? No, no, not that I've seen. Do you know Um, what the best part about this is, gentle listener? I asked that surreal question as my wife walked in the room with a cup of tea. She's horrified. She has no idea what to think. Do you think Matt goes to work all day to wrestle bears and have sex with mountain men?
1: (laughs) No, if that's what you choose to do, Matt. It's not! We'll love you.
0: There's no choice. There's no choice, he says. They force him into it. (laughs) that's awful well, as anyway, a anyway I can't because so uh, we have to distance oh they have to distance so they have to sort of imagine the greasy sweaty muscular thrusting basically what these I'm saying quite
1: well in down I mean
0: you've not listened to the big dumb for a while have you <laughs> it's, cha- it's changed it's well, changed a lot this year what I'm saying is you can spit in your hand but you can't put it in oh that is I'll tell her <laughs> about that later <laughs> Um, thank you so much for the cup of tea you may go about your normal life now um, picturing what 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 ever you wish to picture what i love about what i love about this is right now she's wearing a cardigan and she just sort of folded it across herself like a concerned grandmother yeah that's um, the correct reaction was as matt has just said to me that was the correct reaction so you actually reacted the right sane way Bye. There's dead air in this podcast, I'm ladies done. and <laughs> gentlemen, but it's I'm, worth it. I'm, I'm, bye. Love you. Goodbye. Bye. Off you go, Minnie. Leave the room, small dog. If there, there were, were pearls, they should be clutched. Yeah. Um, speaking of, of uh, Greasy Man uh, oh. holes, um, you have been on our fantastic Twitch show recently twitch.tv slash big damn stream and adventures in backlogging, revisiting the original Big Damn Stream. Uh, Origin story. Origin story,
1: yeah. I thought you from know what we to go back to this video game and finish it because it's roll like back the rock into the dawn of
0: time and, it's it, an and you go on adventures. Yeah. 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 Um You've been playing Alien Isolation. I have. As of this podcast, you are inches Throbbing inches away from mm. the finale of the story. Throbbing inches. Um I ask this. As an interested party, and also to give myself a little bit of a delay, so I can lube up my hands. Uh, what, 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 what do, you, what do you think of it? What do you think of it, baby boy? What do it's you think of it?
1: Really good. Um,
0: it's... You're very good at it. I shit myself in first-person strategy games, so watching you, I'm, I'm uh, impressed and aroused. It's. <clears> hmm. <throat> It, I can see why a lot of people
1: bounced off it because there is a stealth encounter right at the start of the game before you start to like gather your various tools and equipment that is mm. just ridiculously hard. Once you get past that point, the game starts yeah. to you know give you more tools to handle situations, and it becomes a lot easier. but like as an introduction to the stealth mechanics, it really is
0: harsh. Is this the is this the first time you have to sneak past some working Joes? No, this is the first time you have to or sneak the past alien? people. Oh, should
1: be. Oh, before yes. Before the alien turns now. up for the yeah. first time, um, yeah. and it's just unpleasant. Once you get past yeah. that, the game gets a lot more accessible, and it meets out its uh, alien quite quite well. It doesn't sort of. Mm because you can't you can't kill it no oh, oh and, no and you can't even really fend it off until you know much later in the game when you've got a flamethrower um, then you can fend it off but that flamethrower eats through fucking fuel yeah and uh yeah. you don't get a ton of it so <laughs> you've really got to just t- there's a lot of trial and error and because there's no yeah Auto save and no checkpointing. <laughs> you've kind of you got to be really careful about what you choose. It's very, it's very survival horror. It's very, um, it doesn't quite Resident Evil. Yeah, it doesn't quite go as um, like Resi Seven really did reinvent survival horror in first person. And Alien Isolation does like seventy five percent of that work. Mm. Um. And it's just yeah, it's it's it feels of a of a piece with the original Alien. Um, it's yeah. very much in that mood, um, and lovingly recreated that sort of setting and the mm. design. You know, pulling the designs from where they can and then extrapolating to build a deeper world from that design philosophy. Uh, there's just a joy to explore, but you know, you can't really take too long exploring it before you get attacked by homicidal androids or a an alien or <laughs> very stressed out survivors. Um yeah, it's it's great, but what makes it great is also what makes it frustrating. So yeah. I can see why people kind of get bounced off it. And it is Compared to a lot of other horror games, it's quite long.
0: Mm, oh yeah, I mean you're so, on stream. You're on stream five as of this week. Uh, seven. Seven is it really? Oh yeah, actually the week for Halloween. So you've you've been playing for about twelve plus hours at this point. Yeah. Um, Holy shit balls! You know, and I've not really
1: been glowing after any of the side like collectibles and things like that. I mean, it's it. Does sort of encourage you to explore the environments, but it is still fairly linear, so it doesn't. You can't really get sidetracked.
0: Yeah, you're not really like it... doubling back on yourself to go. Oh, no. i look in this room before I move on, or like no, like there's... stories, stories first.
1: Yes, uh, because yeah. there is, you know, when the when the alien is about, there is something of a sense of urgency. And, yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah,
0: like that thing could just show because if if you. If you, if you see it up ahead, like if you're walking down a corridor in the ship and you yeah. can see that dribble just sort of plopping out of a vent above you a bit further along, you're like, right, I'm going to walk the other way because yeah. if I go that way, it's above me and it'll see me. But if you take too long going in the direction the game wants you to, does the alien start showing up more often? Um, not that I've noticed because I've not lingered really, but once the
1: alien kind of shows up for the first time, it's kind of Always, but not quite there. Yeah. So you're never 100% sure if it's <laughs> going to drop down from a vent or just be around a corner. Um, and it really sort of mixes up confrontations with, okay, you've got the alien maybe stalking you. Yeah. <gasps> Sorry, uh, maybe stalking no, it's you. But that's all right. But, like, but you've also got to make your way through these Joes and solve this puzzle while avoiding the alien. Um. Oh, and also to get through this section, there are survivors here who will shoot you if you don't leave them alone. But also the yeah. aliens here, and maybe you
0: can set the alien on them, but then you've got the alien to deal with. Yeah, um, like you've used it to you used its presence to your advantage, but now it's walking around. Yeah, <laughs> like oh shit. Yeah. Okay, and it's
1: it, some of that. Some of the alien moments are scripted, and some of them are dynamic, yeah. and I can't. Always tell which one's which. Which is the very first time it shows up
0: it. is, which is of course one is definitely scripted. But the very first oh, yeah, time course, it shows yeah. up, when when you're under that desk, yeah, and it just like you have that moment where it lands on the desk and its tail just like lazily, just heavily sort of slinks down, yeah. and thunks onto the floor. That is so shocking, the first time you play... And you know it's going to happen. You've, yeah. you've picked up a game called Alien Isolation. Everyone, the alien's yeah. going to show up. Everyone but, knows what the ooh. alien
1: looks like. You can't surprise people with the alien at this point. And um, it's like
0: 45 minutes in or something, isn't it? Of, of just like going for it is the first time you know it's there. It's a little longer because it's after that first stealth encounter. Yeah. Oh, shoot! People. Actually, yeah, because doesn't it... You don't see it till after the, the, the bald fella gets... Yeah, into the early on you meet yeah. a
1: survivor and they get they get offed by the alien, so you don't see it in full. Yeah. Then later on, when you see it in full the first time, it is a little bit later, and um, yeah, it makes an impression, and the sort of not quite knowing how much it can see because it doesn't have eyes.
0: Yeah. So you're not yeah. necessarily sure where it's looking or what it takes for it to spot you. Yeah. Um, There's been some narrow moments in your stream where you've been like in its peripheral and it's not seen you. Yeah, that's been quite. But then other times where you haven't seen or heard it at all, and the tail's gone through you from behind. Yeah. So it has seen you as an AI. It has seen you, the player character, without you come knowing up right it's right there. Behind
1: me, yeah. or yeah. literally, that's actually, terrifying. I've just turned a corner and it's dropped on me from a vent. Yeah. Um yeah. it's and then <laughs> I don't wanna I don't wanna spoil it too much because of stuff that happens later on, but
0: it's a seven-year-old video game. Go um, into some
1: details. Go on, go so on. the point do it. The point I might have Spoiler in the game... alert
0: for alien isolation, skip five minutes if you really are worried. Go, yeah, go, go.
1: The point I am, which is towards <laughs> the end of the game. Uh there is a hive. Yep. And. Yeah. Eggs and facehuggers. And they <clears throat> yeah. are tricky little fuckers.
0: It would be they weird if they had made an alien game fuckers. without at least that element in there somewhere. I think it would have been I, really weird. I would have respected the hustle, but it would have have to have been shorter. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. Because about two thirds um, of the way through this game, you blow the alien out of. Well, you 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 leave it you, on a detached. You part suck of the station. off the alien. Yeah, you blow off. You blow the alien. It's 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 like
0: that bit mm. in Alien Resurrection. Um, oh yeah! <laughs> oh god. Uh, oh jeez thanks which, for that which well, no, I... I'm going to have to watch this week out of morbid curiosity oh, I
1: showed it to Keats for the first time um, <gasps> and also Alien Resurrection uh, for the
0: last <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: sorry I couldn't resist um, oh
0: god neither could Keeks hey and, uh, um, hey
1: uh, <laughs> this uh, this weekend gone and
0: uh, yes yeah, it's, it's, I mean it's
1: not a good film but it is quite a lot of fun like it's yeah. it's silly fun.
0: Um, it's got great ideas, but it's, 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 it's the, it's the bad kind of film that I call kind of shit. Like you can see what works, but it just hasn't landed.
1: But there's enough of the interesting stuff. Alien
0: film. Oh yeah. Oh, it doesn't feel like alien at all. No, it's it's, it's just there.
1: But, uh, (laughs) it's uh, horror.
0: It's horror. Firefly.
1: yeah. 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 Kind of. I mean, um, right down
0: to Joss Whedon having the, the pass of the the first pass of the screenplay. Yeah. <coughs> well, he's the credited writer, but he's yeah. Uh, I think most of he's, he's, he said a lot of it was changed during. I the, think it's uh, the not so much that it was
1: film. it was changed. Like most of what he wrote ended up on screen. It's just they the tone of it. Like he wrote yeah. it as a, as almost like a parody, and they played it completely straight.
0: Yeah. But Who in are you expecting?
1: It, Clark! in playing it completely straight <laughs> it ends up more parodical
0: yeah it's it's just nuts only two people come out of it unscathed and that's sigourney weaver because she ain't playing ripley it yeah. ain't ripley and, and she's it's clearly definitely not ripley uh it looks like ripley it sounds like ripley it ain't Ripley. And she does that really, really well. Because she doesn't even try to give a, give Ripley eight the um, any sense of like, oh, it is Ripley, but we're just sort of seen her through a different lens. It's like, no, this is a completely different creature. Yeah. This is not the heroine you spent the first three movies with. She is dead. This is a different thing. And you're meant to feel uncomfortable around her if you followed the series. Because you're meant to feel like, this isn't who we've spent the last three movies with. This yeah. is weird. Um, and also, uh, Brad Dourif, who's just off his tits. I don't know. Um,
1: I don't know. Uh, Winona Ryder. Mark Pullman?
0: Winona Ryder does, yeah, she does a good job. Yeah. She, met, she She. convinced me at the age of, uh, like, ten to randomly pick at this mole on my wrist uh, to come off. Sure. Okay. Don't do that, guys. Don't uh, do that. Don't do that, folks. You're not a robot inside. There are no wires. Yeah, Ron Perlman is chewing through that fucking scenery, man. Like... He's devouring it. He's opening his big bear-like maw and he's just taking chunks out of it. I um,
1: I was listening to uh, an interview with Stephen Webber uh, the other day. who's um, an actor you have seen in many things. And he was talking about... Because uh, he's worked with Ron Perlman on, on some bits and pieces here and there. Hmm. And he related a story of when Ron Perlman was, was working on um, City of Lost Children Um, because he's worked with Jean-Pierre Jeunet who directed Alien Resurrection quite a bit which is how he ended up on Alien Resurrection Um, and he's on set um, and to sort of wind up the French crew he's like, oh it's the anniversary of the end of the Second World War so I won't be working today until you've all personally thanked me Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, he is apparently... damn it. He is apparently quite the raconteur. Um,
0: Oh, God, love Ron Perlman. so good. So that was an alien (laughs)
1: tangent. Alien Isolation, it's good, unless it shits itself in the last, what, four missions or something. Um, Find out if
0: it does live on uh, November, Friday the 13th. Oh, my God, it's Friday the 13th. Um, Yeah. Friday the 13th, this Friday, twitch.tv slash BigDamnStream. If you're hearing this after the fact uh, of late Friday the 13th... I'm definitely not going to finish it on Friday if it's the 13th. <laughs> head back onto Twitch uh, to catch any of the last few weeks' repeats of it and give him a watch seat. It's well worth it. Yeah, Matt gets so into this that his gameplay is simultaneously impressive... And uh, his expression is equally frustrating. Yes. <laughs> you look so, like, tense at certain bits. It's just very like, tense. It's f- a f- 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 tense game. Fuck! <laughs>
1: He's like, oh, no, I pissed, I've pissed the alien off and I've got no flamethrower fuel left and I guess I've got a flare, maybe? Can I make It's just it? what I do
0: now. <laughs> Can I make it to a hiding spot in time? Uh, spoiler, you can't. Uh... So on that note, I want to ask y'all, you and I, to pool together our collective brain holes. Yeah. What video game tie-ins, so not necessarily video game adaptations or cash-ins, but what video game tie-ins to franchises feel like they belong in that franchise? Alien Isolation is arguably never going to be the masterpiece that Alien and Aliens in particular are. It's never going to have that level of... You know, like, people in 20 years' time are going, and, of course, the best thing about the Alien franchise is Alien Isolation. Because, <laughs> you know, we're not at that point yet where video games are perceived as artistic as, say, film and and, and television. But we're getting there. But I think we're
1: getting there. The important thing is not to uh, directly compare them, but just to accept that their own sort of thing with their own sort of nuances and, and, uh, and yeah. complications. And I think Alien Isolation does a really good job of bringing that franchise and the feel of that franchise into the medium because it's all about feel really mm. um it feels like an alien thing more so than a lot of the spin-off media to be honest um mm-hmm. so like a lot of the novels and, and comic books don't feel quite as alien as isolation does
0: I yeah think because they are all... I mean yeah, I mean the biggest miss in that category was like the year before it was Alien's Colonial Marines, Ugh. which is is also maybe kind of part of the canon of the Alien franchise now. Until of course another film contradicts it all, because that's how it works. But like, yeah, it, it Alien Isolation fits in the canon. Alien Isolation has been like secured as oh this happens now. Yeah. You want the whole story? This happens. Ripley has a daughter. Here's what happens with with um, Ellen. Ellen's daughter Amanda. Uh, this xenomorph looks like the original, but it's got big old haunched legs and it's about nine foot tall and yeah. fucking terrifying. Um, it's to be Aliens, various, that's marines. That's what they were going
1: for in the original Alien.
0: Mm. Oh so. yeah, and it works, but it's 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 just nice that in the game they went, let's take it, but because we're going to be able to see it all, let's make it taller <clears throat> and give it legs that a human actor could not portray yeah. in these sorts of scenes. And bigger limbs and a long-ass tail that just drags along the floor. Which they've done with um, Digital Trickery <laughs> in, in more modern films. Like, Alien
1: Covenant is a terrible film, but the alien in it looks fucking superb.
0: Oh, yeah, it's these spidery limbs yeah. just, like, sticking out all over the place. It's just a shame we see it in broad daylight, head-butting a windshield... And then the next time we see it, it's stalking a couple having a sexy shower. It's like, what yeah. is happening? Which, I don't know. Why is this happening? The idea of the alien as a slasher I kind of get behind. Um, but not if we're going to see it headbutting a windshield for five minutes before on. Just like, what are you doing? I don't know, I think that's very... What are you doing? I think that's very alien behaviour. You resurrection I'm apologist. Like it's, it's just trying to get at the meat. <laughs> um... But does it eat its prey? We don't know for sure. It depends. And the mystery is what makes it exciting. Some it does, some it doesn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, who could say? Uh, the only others only I can think of that don't miss a mark and kind of expand to it is, and this sounds like a, a stereotype, but it's more about being there at the time, uh, Spider-Man 2 for the PlayStation 2 and Xbox and GameCube. When that came out, it was the closest anyone really had ever had to having that experience of being a free-roaming Spider-Man in a New York City that had yeah. an entire borough, like, an open world to go through. It was the gold um, standard
1: for a while of, like,
0: yeah. movie
1: tie-in games.
0: And, and um, hell, even open world games for a long time. Yeah, like, just certainly on of, that
1: generation. It wasn't yeah, until... Yeah, this is a full of,
0: city. Yeah. It wasn't until the... The, P- the, the PS3 nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, GTA 4 in the early years and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, like things like Assassin's Creed series starting out. Like, uh, you know, the, the stuff where the, the open world map became yeah. a big thing. Well, the, you the, saw the next it time... in that generation with stuff like GTA
1: San Andreas, but it took the sort of technology leap to get closer yeah. to where they wanted to go.
0: Yeah. Um, but just something about, like, Spidey 2 as a tie-in. It was, hey, it's the movie, but it's more... So if you enjoyed that film, but you're like, hey, I want to do that. Here's the, you know, it was one of, the f- one of the few movie tie-ins at that time where it was like, we want to give you the experience of being in this film. Yeah. And then some. Like so many others just were like, here's a linear level. Sort of is a thing that happened in the movie you just watched. And we're done. Good night, everybody. And it's also stood the test of time. Like Here we are 18 years later, and people, st- uh, 16 years later, and people still go, oh, yeah, Spider-Man 2 that was a great game. Mm. Like it's kind of held that been held in that standard since that. I mean, obviously we've talked about it before. I've talked about it in big damn love. Spider-Man two is not the last great Spider-Man game until Spidey 2018 rolled around. There were plenty of Spider-Man games that were equal and better in that interim, but like, that's the one that sort of stood the test.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's
0: fair. Which I think speaks to how it, how it grabbed the, the generation that played it on release. Yeah. Cause it surprised the living hell out of them. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, really grabbed her by the Tit warblers. I,
1: honestly, I think it's I think that sort of media tie-in stuff has just been so much of a miss for video games. Mm. I think oh, yeah. I, it, it I can't really think of good examples
0: of of other bit, pieces that have really hit the mark. Um, I mean The Witcher to a degree, The Witcher series has sort of complemented the books in a way where... You will get people who who feel very
1: strongly on both sides of that argument, though. Mm. That's not a unanimous yeah. sort of belief. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, that's, a, that's a tricky one. Uh, for some mm. people, definitely. But I think there's, there are also some people who would consider themselves purists who are just not... <laughs> not there, Not on board with it. I suppose, yeah. you, I, I suppose you could say that the Telltale Walking Dead series sort of captures the feel of yes. the
0: comic. Because yeah, that's it, a good one. Because
1: it goes on for far too long and it's diminishing returns. Um, <laughs> so similar to the series as
0: well in that way. Um, yeah, it's better as a comic. Oh, once a month you just check in with everybody and see what happens and figure out what happened last month. Works great in that way. As a comic, The Walking Dead works brilliantly. Yeah. Once a month, let's have a twenty more pages and see a bit more of the story. As an ongoing TV series, Jesus Christ, <laughs> good God, why, why? But I'd agree. I think I think you've nailed it there in that one. Like the Walking Dead Telltale series, like it, it defined a new genre of storytelling games. Um, it became a cult phenomenon, and then a well, hit it, it wasn't so much a new genre as
1: a new take on an old genre.
0: Yeah, it was taking your you point-and-click um Or even, though, even
1: not a new take on an old genre, because Telltale had been sort of modernising that for
0: years prior to that, but that was the one that hit big because of the license. Yeah, um, yeah. and the timing. But the, the choice to make it fit in with the comic books over the TV show, I think, helps yeah. a lot too, because the TV show definitely has a, a fan base that, you know, either still with it, ride or die, or mm. departed like also, several I, years I, ago.
1: I don't think the show knew what it wanted to be for the longest time.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The glue that one. So, <laughs> yeah. Who could oh, say? Only, only the one I can think of is Ninja Turtles. Which Like one? the Super Nintendo entries? Is it like like Turtles through time and stuff? Like uh, the SNES and NES titles? I guess they. But they're so. They're so basic comparatively. Oh, yeah. it... oh true. But but look back at the time of its release and and the, the the what the cyclone it existed in. Like those arcade titles and the console titles came out when like the cartoon and the toys were dominating the planet. Yeah. And before the movie came around, like those console games were seen as like the next level of, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. They found a way to make this franchise even bigger and better. And now you can be the turtles and it's in your home. And it's incredible. And then the movie comes out and a lot of parents go, right, that was a bit dark. That was a little <laughs> bit dark. <laughs> that was a little bit dark. Why are all those kids smoking? Um... Um, I love that film, but good Lord. It is weird. tonally It is weird. But then you go, hang on This is closer to the comic book anyway, but it's not. Totally, it's close to the comic book, but they're all good guys and pure at heart and everything like the cartoons. So, I don't know. Turtles is weird. Best turtles is in the twenty twelve animated series, CGI animated series starting twenty twelve is the best version of the turtles, and I will not accept any other iterations. They can all go to hell. Which is something people have been saying about another small green cute TV icon this past <laughs> week. Excellent segue. <laughs> Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking about the Mandalorian Chapter 10. If you don't it, want any spoilers uh, from Mandalorian Series 2 at 2, get the heck out of town. So Mando Watch, Season oh. 2. Um, here there be spoilers. This is the way. Uh, yeah, here there be spo- uh, spoilers. We have spoken. Yay! Um, no, we will be speaking. Yes, many times, in fact. <laughs> so. <laughs> The Mando's on, in search for the Mandalorians still to help find information about the, the child's potential uh, place of origin uh, to help return to his own people. Um, we learn as we pick back up on Tatooine that um, this lady, who's a little like frog lizard alien, yep. needs safe passage to a certain planet where her husband is waiting. Um, her husband knows of a Mandalorian. And that's the lead that the Mando is given um, by his mechanic Chub, who basically is like, "Yeah, this is how it's going. She'll yes. take yeah, you you take her, and then she'll give you what you need to know." Amy Sedaris so
1: as uh, as uh, Pelimoto, who if Pelimoto, she wants to turn up in every episode of this season, that's perfectly fine, because she's clearly this, having a ball.
0: In this episode, she's having so much of a ball. She sat in the freaking booth that <laughs> the Han <and> Greedo shootout <laughs> happened in the Mos Eisley Cantina. Um, Doctor, talking Talking to Dr. Mandible, who's a giant half man, half ant, which is so brilliant when at the end the credits rolled and I was like, director, Peyton Reed, wait, (laughs) the director of Ant-Man directed this episode where a prominent alien that starts the story is an ant Man, Yes. Oh, that is genius! Like, what a great. This was full of lots of little sort of nods and stuff to the creative teams of the shows and and their inspirations in the universe. We sort of have hit now that point where they're a series in. They've earned our trust. They can be a little bit more fanboy, and they can throw in these references. But again, like episode one of this series, the references don't dominate the content. No, uh, they're just I- there. They're just uh, they're just amongst it which is, um, I think, the right way to do it. You just yeah. sort of go, yeah. oh, you know what this is. Enjoy. Hey, you enjoyed last series? That android that Richard Iowardi voiced? It's going to be used as a translator yeah. in this one. So you're going to get to hear Richard Iowardi again for a little bit, which is never an unwelcome thing. <laughs> we'll get back to him. Um, so... <laughs> it's all connected, boys and girls. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, they they need safe passage and they can't go at light speed. Because the cargo that the lizard frog lady's carrying are her babies. Well, they're not her, her babies baby has... yet. Yes, that's the important thing to note. They're frog spawn. They ain't tadpoles. They're unfertilized eggs. Yeah, so it's like the eggs you have with your breakfast, boys and girls. It's not like they're carrying around chicks. This is something we're having to stress because I feel like we need to defend our <laughs> tiny little puppet friend. Because who likes to put everything he meets into his mouth? Specifically, anything amphibian. <laughs> as
1: we learned Doesn't last series it. Doesn't well. have to be
0: amphibian, as we see in oh, this no. episode later on. But we know he's got a penchant for froggies. Yeah. Because um, last series we saw him nearly eat one whole. And then he did, didn't he? swallowed it whole. Yep. those little, little blue leg sticking out of his mouth. The child, a.k.a. Bubba Yoda, um, <laughs> seems to... Uh, seems to regard this this backpack tank full of unfertilized uh, frog egg things as dinner. And, and lunch. And, and supper. Lunch and elevensies and second breakfast. <laughs> um, so the crux of the tension of this episode comes from... The ongoing crux of the tension comes from him trying to eat the children. Yes. Amidst everything else going horribly wrong. I mean, at the start of the episode, the Mando is on his way back from Mos Pelgo... Uh, and he's he's mugged, he's attacked ambushed. by these bandits, and he manages to convince them to leave him alone in exchange for his for his jetpack. And <laughs> then as the guy's walking away, <laughs> he tweaks a thing Such on his, on his wrist control, and the jetpack shoots him into the freaking air, and then a minute later, this thing drops to the ground yeah. to its death, and then the jetpack flies back down to the mando. Very like, good. Oh my god, that is so horrible! <sighs> That is so horrible. Very good. I love it. It's so, so good. Um <laughs> I was so brilliant. I was literally there going, how's he gonna get out of this one? That's how. Um, yeah. uh, that's a that's a that's a thought that came back to me later in the episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, we The Mando's got Boba Fett's armor. He's gonna keep that, presumably, as part of his search for the Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. Um, we pop into the Mos Eisley cantina again which is always nice to just pop in and see how everyone's doing uh we finally see what those like those spit uh uh pit stop droids are for the ones that have like the little wally goggle eyes and the the bits sticking out of them well they're there to literally like turn meat <laughs> they're, 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 they're spit roast droids I beg your pardon and um oh. yeah as as the engine of, of of a nearby piece of machinery just slowly blasting the dragon meat from last episode into yeah, a steak. Yeah, boy. Oh, man, I can't, I can't deny I was looking at it going, C- can we have some? That looks tasty. <laughs> it's to go around? That looks pretty nice. I mean, I know I know, you only killed the dragon, like, a week ago, and it's probably got dirt on it, but, like, it looks tasty, man. It's all right. They it looks good. It, they cooked it well. <laughs> um. So they, they can't travel fast because they babies. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> they get stopped very briefly by a... Um, uh, I, I, well, they're not the Rebellion anymore, are they? They're the New Republic. Um, New Republic. A New Republic convoy, two X-Wing fighters, including uh, the, the Dave Filoni pilot we yeah. saw briefly last series. It's uh, literally they a traffic stop. Yeah, they're just like, <laughs> hey, um, your ship's like unregistered and stuff, can we just check on this? And the man is like, oh yeah, it's just, uh, it's a pre-imperial... Uh, thingy vessel that's just old Um, that's why it's not registered they're like okay no worries Um, if you could like just ping us though because we need to like get registration so we can know you've flown to this area (laughs) oh I don't think we have that technology and he's just trying to bide for time because of course as far as he's concerned if they get older the ship he's either wanted for stuff or the ship's going to be the one that was near the, the thing's last series where the you know the New Republic would have questions about it um, or he's got, you know, wanted wanted sign with his face on somewhere, his helmet on. <laughs> or the child, or the child could be in danger, so he doesn't want to take the risk. Yeah. And he legs it, and they end up on an icy planet. Well, they uh, make him.
1: They make him for the, the uh, the ship that was near the penal colony.
0: Yeah. So yes. They, uh, yeah.
1: And then he just bugs it out of there, and they don't oh. want to shoot him down, which they're they're, they're quite. Uh, they're quite clear about, but he ends up, uh, sort of trying to evade them on this, uh, on this icy planet, <laughs> uh, makes what appears <laughs> to be a safe landed and then uh, promptly crashes uh, through the floor into a gigantic cavern and is stuck with a giant hole in the side of his ship. No, no way to really
0: repair it. <sighs> oh, God. And you know where yeah. this is going. So you know where this is going.
1: They find a... <laughs> while they're there, after being shamed into repairing the ship and, and getting them out of there as quickly as possible by the frog lady, um, he... Uh, so she goes off. She has a nice uh. bathing in the hot springs. Mando goes after her uh, to make sure she's okay and stop uh, the child eating more of the eggs. And the child finds some more eggs. Mm-hmm, yeah, it does. And busts one open, and eats yeah, the sort of weird spider thing that comes out of it, and then mm-hmm. that pisses off all the other spider things. And there's a bigger spider things, and then a bigger spider things, and then a big, and then yeah. I was watching that episode going, "Fuck, <clears throat> Chris is gonna hate this." And then I got sent videos of your reaction, so it was all worth it.
0: Yeah, Lucy, unbeknownst to me, <laughs> was recording audio because Keeks had given her a heads up that like, you and her got in touch with Lou and said, just maybe be with Chris when he's watching this episode. Mm. And Lou didn't twig why. Mm. And then, as we we're watching it, she freaking twigged. And then she started, like, using her camera, she recorded the couch close-up. But the audio of me going... Oh, no, 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 don't want, do not want. These things freak me the fuck. So these are called, these are called the Krikna. Yeah. Um, they're originally designed by Ralph McQuarrie in the original art for the earlier films. Specifically, these were going to appear on Dagobah in yeah, Empire they're Strikes in, Back. they're
1: in early uh, McQuarrie concept art.
0: Uh, they, Some of their design carries over into the albino version of the giant spiders in uh, Jedi Fallen Order because yeah. it has sort of these, these eyes at the bottom and a very big abdomen. But most importantly, they appeared in an episode of Rebels. Yes. Um, uh, uh, Sabine Wren fights some in the desert alongside Captain Rex. And um, they're scary in that, as you can imagine. They're even freaking scarier when they're photorealistic. Oh, good Lord. Fuck me sideways. I hate them. I hate them. Yeah. I hate them. Um, Yeah. My wife is scared of squids, ladies and gentlemen. She doesn't like the way that they have a creepy little beak at the bottom tucked away between where all the legs join the body. But guess what Uh, these spiders have? (laughs) These spiders have freaky little beak mouths at the bottom (laughs) of a long-ass tall abdomen of a body. But they also have the thing I hate about spiders, which is the big angular, crooked, like segmented legs. Yeah. Um, and there's a Jesus. moment. There's a moment towards the end of the
1: sort of the climax of the encounter where the big the big mama spider is on Ooh. top. Is is you know dangling over the cockpit of the razor crest. The razor crest, and yeah. then the mouth just unfolds, and yeah. then just keeps unfolding. Yeah. I'm just like, that's yeah. that's too many teeth. That thing has
0: too many yeah. teeth. That's a lot yeah. of teeth. Um The webs, the webs, that that unnerves me because the moment you show me a spider thing and a sci-fi thing, I'm like, sure, whatever. And then when I see webs, I'm like, nope, it's a spider. It's, yeah, it's a spider it's spider. It's spider. spider. It's an actual spider. This is horrifying. Yeah. Good lord, no. And Thank it's just, you. It's
1: just this horrifying sequence with uh Mando, Ooh. the child, and the frog lady. Racing back to the ship and just getting swarmed by these uh, these things.
0: Um, when he turned the flamethrower on him, I was like, "Good." And it good. doesn't. there's just too many of them. That the bit um, that got me was when they got into the Razor Razorcrest and they started filling the the cargo hold. Yeah. And then he manages to shimmy upstairs and he gets her and the child into the cockpit. But there's just so like they're World War Z in the door. Yeah, they're just piling up at the door. And the moment he's still go like torching him and shooting him, and you just see the little ones like, oh, that one's got, oh, that one's got in, oh, that one's got in. I was just like, nope, no, 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 thousand times no. Oh, that well, one, oh, one squats on the child's head. He starts Chinese head massaging it. Yeah, <laughs> like just sort of scratching it like a claw. It's like, uh... like what is this? Um... I yeah. mean, to be fair to the spiders, the child did eat one of their not yet hatched brothers yeah. or sisters. I mean, his, his appetite is going to get him in trouble. But he is a um, baby. He is he's a, a baby. Ba- he's a 50-year-old baby. He likes to eat things. Of course he's going to eat things. <laughs> um, the Mando should learn how to breastfeed. Yeah. Uh, so that was horrifying. And then the, the New Republic pilots show back up and shoot the living fuck. Yeah. Out of the They're big spider it. and the little spiders. Yeah, help him oh. take
1: all the spiders out. And uh square with Mando, like, okay, well, yeah, you wanted for this, but you did give us three prisoners back, and you also tried to save one of our dudes. You didn't, but you tried. Yeah. Uh, so, so they basically
0: go like, We're not gonna call it in. We're not gonna we're, we're not gonna, gonna call it, call it in, in,
1: but get your transponder fixed. And then.
0: These are, these are strange times. The business yeah. Points say, like, these are strange times. So. Bye.
1: And then just fuck off. <laughs> without helping him. He asked him he for help repairing, and they're like, uh,
0: no. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, no, no. No, no, no. We so, can't explain to the boss that we were late because we helped a convict who we then let go away. Yeah. So. You do your repairs. Goodbye. Get out of <laughs> like, here. Like, we're, we're letting you off. Because we kind of like what you did for, for our for our lot. So, like, fair enough. I liked that. I thought that was, like, kind of, okay. So the law want him. They want to bring him in. But they can see that he's not doing them any harm. Yeah. So they're kind of like, all right. We'll let you off. You did us a favor. Even though you didn't do it for us, you did us a favor. So we'll let you off. Um, it's it's the
1: difference between uh, the Empire as a sort of totalitarian military regime and yeah the new republic is a sort of the new republic military is sort of a police force more mm-hmm. than a more than a military um yeah. that's another thing that's in a lot of like the supplemental material that bridges the gap between Jedi and Force Awakens is that the the new republic is very demilitarized mm. it's in very stark response to how heavily militarized and fascistic the the empire was the yeah. the new republic makes a conscious effort to not be as militarily armed which of
0: course comes back to bite him in the ass when the first order turns up um oh god i just looked <laughs> this up did you know that the, voice, the did you know that the uh, sorry the, the the frog lady character yeah is credited as frog lady yes they've not, they've not given her a name yet. Yes, so i thought the, i was just um... being lazy and not looking it up but i thought i'd better look it up just to check the suit performer
1: lady. is Misty Roses, who is also the suit performer for Queel in season one. She has spoken. Um, and the voice uh, is Dee Bradley voice. Baker. The voice,
0: of course, it's Dee Bradley Baker. Voice actor Dee Bradley Baker can do weird shit with the pipes in his throat. Just makes He can do weird sounds. things. But not only that, he's prominently in Star Wars as the voice of the clones in the animation. Uh, the yes, shows.
1: of course, of course. So
0: he he's the clones in Clone Wars, Rebels... So, technically, he was making his live-action Star Wars debut here, which is pretty damn cool. Um, That's a nice little treat. It's like, hey, a Mm Clone Wars cast member was tucked away in the show. Fantastic. Uh, Best thing, I have a theory that it's a demon. The robed lady that we saw in the teaser trailer, uh, Doc. Uh, That Doc, the Mando's clearly reuniting Frog Lady with her partner, with her husband. Oh, okay. in, In the shot. And so we, we see think, a lady in a robe. So we watching think that's next Dubai. week. I think that's next week. And I don't... I, I wouldn't be surprised if she has more of a connection to Rebels, considering how many Rebels callbacks they've been making this series. You think she might be Sabine? I wouldn't be surprised. Because keep in mind, they've said to us, Ahsoka Tano's in this. And Boba Fett will be in it in a capacity. Well, they haven't... They haven't... But last year, they got the entire show marketed without ever once revealing that the child existed. Yeah. And then it um, blew us all away. So if they're about to go, hey, P.S., here's one of the main characters from Rebels well, in be, live action. To be fair... You're welcome.
1: They haven't actually... She's a Mando. before. She's a Mandalorian. Before so. season two started, they didn't actually... Disney didn't actually confirm that Rosario Dawson was Ahsoka and that Tamura Maris was Boba Fett. Yeah, I guess they still haven't officially confirmed that Tamura's Boba. And... I mean,
0: he is. Why would you get Tamara Morrison well, to play Man yeah. in Tatooine watching and... them leave with Boba Fett's armor if it wasn't Boba Fett, Boba Fett he was playing? I, think Rosario I mean, he could Dawson... be one of the clones. He could be a clone, but you know, Boba
1: Fett is a clone, so yeah. I think Rosario Dawson has been listed as, as Ahsoka in some things, but again, not officially. Yeah. So...
0: I and mean, we've not seen her in anything. We've not seen her. We've not seen her. Yeah. Because... I'd like yeah. to see your answer for the transphobic claims of abuse, but, uh, okay. It yeah. To yeah, there is. I'd not. also like Gina Carano to stop being a massive trumper. Anyway, so the point is, um, uh, Mandalorian series two, episode two. Great. However, I rate it one out of 10 because dog sized spiders are fucking horrible. I hate What them. about,
1: what about giant, giant spiders?
0: That's fine. Attack of the the 80-foot tarantula? Sure, great. Send in the military. But dog-sized spiders can get the fuck out of town. What about tiny, like,
1: cat or hamster-sized spiders?
0: Them too. Them too. Basically, my nightmare scenario is Arachnids in the UK meets Eight-Legged Freaks. I'm like, nope, nope. That can go away right now. No, no, no. Eight-Legged Freaks! What was that film originally called? Cuz that was that was an ad lib. Uh... That was an ad that I'll, I'll grab it now cuz that was an ad lib in yeah. the shooting. They went, "Oh, that's a better title." Um I think it was some I think it was like Itsy Bitsy Spider or something. Something like that. Something supremely stupid. If anyone's confused with what we're talking about, oh, a rack attack. A Iraq- <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. That's pretty that's good. That's Great and absolutely the right tone as well. <laughs> I anyone's confused. There's a 2002 movie called Eight Legged Freaks, which is just like so bad, but really entertaining. It's kind uh, of Gremlinsy. Yeah, it's meant to be bad. Like it's, it's meant like, to be B movie homage and and weird and everything. But it's uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's like Gremlins that gremlin crossed tr-
1: with arachnophobia.
0: Yes, that is a great description. Yeah,
1: um, yeah, and David um, Arquette's in it.
0: Yeah. Kari Wurra, Scott Terra, uh Scarlett Johansson, Dougie Doug. Scarlett Johansson's in it. Yeah, she's Jeez, uh she's the com- teenage sister. Completely forgot that. Yeah, she's she's the, she's the she's the Oh my god. And the voices of the spiders. Are they D. Bradley they Baker? They all have they all have very you know, um like sort of Yeah. yeah. Not D. Bradley Baker. Um Frat Rob Paulson. Rob Paulson. Yeah. Hello, nurse. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Michael Richardson. It gone rain! Okay. And uh, Frank Welker, of course, yeah, of course. Of course, Frank, Frank Welker. Welker. Who, of course, was the voices of a shitload of gremlins. So, it uh, comes Frank Welker, it all who's comes been around. the voice of everything. Yeah, a, a, a 17-year-old Scarlett Johansson is in that movie. Jesus. Um. Barely recognisable, because she's tiny. But she was like a year out from... Lost in Translation, where the world would suddenly go, oh, she's quite good, and start putting her in more things. And then Um,
1: she'd say a bunch of stupid shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then she... Yeah. Scarlett Johansson can play any ethnicity. Um, so... Uh,
0: uh, But going back to... uh, Going back. Richard Ioadi and people who say stupid things. (laughs) Um but take themselves completely seriously. Um, You introduced Kanisha to a show this week. Well, I had only ever seen one episode of it. Really? I had only ever
1: seen one episode of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Um, And that was when I came across Apes of Wrath.
0: Presumably (gasps) on its original
1: transmission. Maybe. Um, It was like 2003,
0: 2004, I think, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, when it went out.
1: Before I knew who any of these people were, (laughs) I had a enduring memory of Matt Berry being pissed on by Noel Fielding in an ape suit. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. Which is only slightly creepier than the stuff Noel Fielding gets up to in his personal life. Uh, so <laughs> but so gap so those so but it's all on all oh. four and there's only six episodes.
0: So yeah. It is um, it is worth it is worth the trip, ladies and gentlemen, if you've never seen it. Explain to those who may be confused the right. fuck Garth Marenghi's so, Dark Place is. Garth Marenghi's Dark Place <laughs> is
1: a fictional TV show allegedly produced in the nineteen eighties by uh fictional uh, horror author. Uh,
0: horror writer. Uh, screenwriter, <laughs> director, dreamweaver. Uh. <laughs> Plus actor. Garth <laughs> <Meringue>. um, <laughs> uh, Marenghi. Yeah, so he... A sort of, sort of uber-egotistical Stephen King. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, he <laughs> sort of produced, created, wrote, directed, and starred in this um, bizarre it show, said... which was supposedly...
0: As it says on the back of this DVD box that I've got, written by Garth. And Mer- keep in mind, this is the DVD of the release of the show, not yeah. like a piece of, of material from the show. Yeah. Written by Garth Marenghi, directed by Garth Marenghi, executive producer Garth Marenghi, producer Dean Lerner, based on an original imagining by Garth Marenghi. <laughs> 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 What's it?
1: Who was it? Someone else is credited for the music and then it's based on uh, melodies originally whistled by Garth Marenger. Yes. Uh, <laughs> which is... Um, oh, so Jesus is, Christ. So it is him introducing the episodes of this show that was too radical to be aired when it was produced in the 80s uh, and sort of interspersed with talking head interviews with uh, Garth Marenger Producer Dean Lerner, played by Richard A. Warde, and actor Actor
0: Todd Rivers. Todd Rivers,
1: played by Matt Berry. Uh, the other star of the show. Um, Madeline, Madeline Wool. Wool, played by Alice <laughs> yeah. Lowe. The wonderful <laughs> Alice Lowe. Uh, is not available for the for the um <laughs> for the talking House sediments because she is missing, presumed dead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's just <laughs> uh, the actual Dark Place show itself is like this weird. 80s um, no. action horror thing set in a hospital in Romford of all fucking places called Dark yeah. Place that's supposedly uh, built on top of the gates of hell and weird yeah. shit happens and Dr. Rick Dagless played by Garth Merengue has to um, combat evil with the aid of his best mate and uh,
0: Dr. Uh, Dr. Sanchez, Lucian Sanchez. Uh,
1: who's definitely not... Who's played by the definitely not Hispanic Matt Berry. Uh, well, yeah. Sorry, played by the definitely not Hispanic Todd Rivers. Who's played by the definitely not Hispanic Todd uh, Matt Berry. Um, the, the psychic nurse... Uh, what's her name? Uh, Liz Asher. Liz Asher. Uh,
0: Liz Asher played Asher. by Madeline yeah. Moore.
1: Played by Alice Lowe. And... <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and then... And
0: then... D- producer of the show Dean Lerner, <laughs> who's not an actor, he's not an but actor. is played in real life by Richard iowardi who's not an actor. Producer Dean Lerner playing uh, Thornton Reed, the director of the hospital, and it's it's when he's first he's introduced not... in the first episode of the Talking Heads. But it's like this is uh, so this is Thornton, uh This is uh, Dean Lerner playing Thornton Reed, not as a performance as the truth <laughs> and then it just cuts to him having having spent like talking heads time with him for the first 10 minutes of the episode with him talking like this and being very kind of specific and uh, barely emotional when he's talking you suddenly cut to this performance of him being like exactly the same as that
1: <laughs> so it's kind of like a rabbit in headlights version of that because yes
0: just getting yeah. his
1: legs out as quickly as possible and sort of nervously looking off grammar the whole thing is 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 very much um <laughs> like it looks like the whole series they treat it as if it's you know this lost masterpiece but the whole thing is shot like a really bad student film um, yeah. Oh, God, and it, yeah. and it's just and deliberately full mm. of all sorts of uh, continuity errors bad dubbing uh, weird edits
0: prolonged Um, shots to just show how big the set is. There's a bit at the the start of one of them where they're all waiting for for their meal in the canteen and Stephen Merchant plays this chef who's making me my lovely chicken. And he has this bit where he hears a complaint in the queue. So he turns around, he's like, right. And he just turns around, turns around and marches a good like 30 seconds from the kitchen part of the set to the canteen area Because you know that in the logic of the show that they've made, pretending to be a real show, Garth Marenghi wants to show off how big the set is. Yeah. So he takes a long time walking through two different doorways, like <laughs> this angle, and then arriving. And you're just like, what is going on? I, lo- just... I, I, I fell in love with this in like 2005, 2006, yeah. out of the back of me really getting into the Mighty Boosh. I was like, I want more of these people. Yeah, and it, does,
1: it does start Noel Fielding. In one yeah. in one episode, and Julian Barrett. Pops Julian up Barrett. As yeah. The Padre. <clears> throat>
0: the, throat> yeah. the hospital chaplain. Uh, just
1: <laughs> fucking what it's so it's weird. So
0: good. Um, it's so bonkers. And it's, there's, oh, there's this only... is where Matt Berry discovered his love for dubbing his lines in post. <laughs> which, yeah. which in this happens on purpose because it's meant to be bad ADR. Like everyone yeah. does it a little bit in this, but I think there's maybe only two lines per episode where Dr. Sanchez is saying something he clearly said on set. Yeah. Like, everything else is ADR'd from him. Every other line. Where
1: they fill plot holes in at least one of the episodes by cutting to random shots of the background while inserting ADR in.
0: Yeah. Yes. But, like, very fast
1: rushed ADR uh, to explain the plot that they didn't film the explanations
0: of. And it's the uh, tonal shift of the of the the visual with the audio sometimes. which like he's saying <laughs> something as simple as like "good morning" and he'll deliver it in the ad. Or physically, as "good morning," that simple. Yeah. But the ad, will be like "good morning," and he's just like, "well, huh? it's." it's very and this was like the, the first time you were yeah. kind of really seeing this in British comedy in the two thousands. It was like they deliberately keep doing this. This is weird. <laughs> Matt Berry then goes on to freaking do it in every job he's done yeah, since, and like every show he's created since, sort of his trademark. Yeah, um, it's like it's like it's it's a rare occasion when he doesn't. Like when you're watching what we do in the shadows, you're like, "Oh yeah, this isn't one of his shows. He's just yeah. in it." Okay, <laughs> sure. But Then you watch like Toast get, of London, and just get a it's lot like, of into
1: into what we do oh, in the yeah. shadows. though, to be fair, uh, which is why it's, they yeah. cast those actors. Like, of course, that's, that's what they, <laughs> they want think. they
0: wanted their their tweaks and their, turns and their flair.
1: Dap, um, it's just so. <laughs>
0: bonkers and it's fucking mental.
1: unapologetically weird.
0: I'm a one-track lover but it's, on a two-way but it's also just Working at a whole music video for a song for no fucking reason. It's also clearly made by people who love that
1: kind of stuff. Like Who love the kind of weird...
0: Like ice, to the touch and it isn't very nice. <laughs> that fucking rap break. Sorry, I just remembered that. Fucking hell. And it's made with love for, like, for, for like yeah. hospital dramas from the yeah. 70s and 80s. Yeah. For science fiction uh, genre concept shows from the 70s. Uh, for the works of King. There are so many Stephen King parallels in there, like, yeah. woven throughout it. Um and it's all, I mean, it's, I, everyone involved in it, like, is involved in the writing stage in some way and, and whatnot. But, like, it's Matthew Holness, Garth Marenghi himself. It's just, just brilliant. What a, fu- what a fucking guide to take you through this. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's, I mean, what a performance. Anyone who's recently watched The Haunting of Bly Manor, uh, he was in that. He's he's the husband that's being cheated on, like, in the first half of it all. I've still and not it's watched like, it. I should, I should watch it. The, Lucy started watching it, and I just dropped in on her and I was like, "All oh, right, just, oh shit, Garth Marenghi!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "What?" I was like, "This Garth." She's like, "Is it?" I was like, "Fuck, it is, yeah!" She just didn't recognise him because he, he wasn't talking like this. Um, <laughs> his, his voice, his delivery, and this is so wonderful, and that that accent and everything. That whenever I hear anyone else with that voice, I do chuckle a little bit, no matter what, because yeah. I just I hear Garth. I'm a huge fan, thanks to you. Of Jim Sterling. Yeah. Jim Sterling is Garth Marenghi on helium. Yeah. It's the same Basically. voice. And Basically. it really, oh, every now and again, I just I, remember and I chuckle. Like, I'm, the, oh God. The
1: great thing about the Garth Marenghi character as well is how much of a shit he is.
0: Oh, he's such a Despite
1: twat. clearly thinking he's the best things in sliced bread.
0: And it is, <laughs> it's, one,
1: it's one of those great, it's, it's, a, it's always a great character to do. Um, yeah. But it is that character of, of someone who thinks they are so enlightened and talented, but is clearly a fucking hack. Who's an mm. idiot with outdated views, but they're just so high on their own supply. Um, yeah. It's just a joy to watch. Um,
0: uh, if if you wanna, if you want a bit more in your life of, of this sort of stuff, I mean, go to more four and watch it. Yeah, you know, it's six episodes. Like you said, you just put it on a. Out of like, oh, go on. they are only about 20 and you spent and you spent you spent two and a bit hours watching all six episodes. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's a Channel Four half hour, so it's it's twenty five ish minutes if that per episode. I just
1: saw it was on there and was like, oh, I'll pop, I'll pop this one on, and then <laughs> Keeks was like, all right, we're watching all of these. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're doing it. I it's have happening. To know, I have to know how deep God, this rabbit Al- hole goes. Alice Lowe in full psychic like attack <laughs> mode with her hair it's just, looking like hair a freaking Tim Burton and character. And it's
1: just the repeated just, shot of her going from side to side without moving.
0: Like they've put her on, a, on an office chair and they're just wiggling her a little bit side to side <laughs> while she's just staring daggers down the barrel of the camera. <laughs> And you've got you got plates and staplers on strings <laughs> floating around the shop. Uh, just stuff like um, oh, it's wonderful.
1: Uh, it's wonderful. Sanchez put firing his gun, yeah. and his gun turning on him, and he throws his gun down, and then pulls out another gun to shoot his first gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that
0: kind of just nonsense <laughs> surrealness. Um, it, and it's some just... really some really fucked up gore. Hidden yeah. by bad edits as well, like it it's, played, it's... But
1: it plays it like the sort of show within a show stuff is played so straight, yeah, by everyone involved. And the talking head stuff again played so straight that it comes all the way back round to being ridiculous again. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's if you
0: absolutely want more brilliant. If you want more, it did have a a spin off called Man to Man with Dean Lerner, where Richard O'Hardy's character did a talk show. Um, Interviewing various characters, a couple of which are played by Matthew Holness, and it's it's including Garth Marenghi in one of them. <laughs> so they sort of carry on. They carry on in that world a bit. Yeah. Um it's not as brilliant as Doubt Place, but it's still just like a okay. This is damn it, you you got me again, you bastards. Um, but Matthew Holness has also gone on to become a, a director, uh, and most notably, the psychological horror movie Possum is one of his. Yeah, I think it's uh, need to Sean watch that, Sean Harris and man. Alan Armstrong. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's on Prime. I'll have to check. But it uh, was on Now TV. I don't know if it's still on there. That looks horrifying. Like really fucking disturbing. Yeah, because as um, with, as
1: with like a lot of the best sort of parodies, it's yeah. made by people who actually have an aff- aff- affection for the genre that they're parodying.
0: I mean, he says some of his favorite films and the ones that inspired Possum were Dead of Night, the Ling Horror Anthology. Yeah, uh, George Romero's Martin. <laughs> and his love of German expressionist films. So that's what you're dealing with here, effectively. Yeah. Um, and it's like
1: it's like when you can <laughs> tell when a parody's been made by someone who doesn't give a fuck about the thing that the parodying because that's when you end yeah. up with shit like the scary movie sequels or um, any number of that insert thing here movie, yeah, like an epic movie, date movie. Da, 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 da. And then onto things like uh, Meet the Spartans and vampires suck. Like they're made by people who don't care about the things that they're parodying, and mm. the the thing with parody is that if it's done with malice, it it's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> it's just hateful. Yeah. Um, but if it's done with love, and effect, it just becomes so, because that those are the people who understand what makes the genre work and you can't parody Mm -hmm. something if you don't understand why and how it works which they do yeah so they know what they need (laughs) to send up uh like it has wobbly sets it doesn't have jokes about wobbly sets
0: you know what i mean yes yeah that was a great descriptive it's like it's not taking the piss out of, like, the, these old tropes, it just has them. Yeah. Like, it, they're just in there. They're heightened, um,
1: but they're not... <laughs> the humour comes from the fact that they're there, not from them pointing it out.
0: It, yeah. I've just, cracked open, I've just cracked open the DVD for the first time in a while, and it's got a booklet in it, back when, you know, the DVDs, people go oh, shit yeah. about how they put them together. And the booklet is—I uh, mean, the tagline is from the best-selling master of darkness. So they're like playing it completely. Jesus, the front of it instead of the DVD logo, it's a Dean VD logo. Ah! Ah! <laughs> there is a there is a a, a forward by Garth Marenghi in the booklet. Brilliant. There is a history of the show that that never was. Yeah. There is. So here's the praise for Garth Marenghi's work. So these are for his fake novels, yeah? Yeah. On Stump, the Daily Mail says, Genuinely nasty in places. (laughs) For the book, on Quivers, the Express says, I actually shuddered. Crab! was reviewed by Hardcore Magazine, who said, One of the three best horror books about crabs I've ever read. (laughs) The Independent (laughs) for the book The Dank. At 1,267 pages, this is good. Hardcore Magazine comes back to review oh Juggers, which is reviewed as Trucks, Titties and Terror, an unholy trinity. And The Times on Dawn Waters. Who would have thought marengi could spin out a tale about urine infection to this length? Um, there's bios on each of the characters from the show, but here's my favourite <laughs> bit. At the end, the episode synopses is... Uh, that is titled "Episodicus Synopsitatum." <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh god! Oh god! There's even asides in the the episode summaries. What the fuck it is great? And what what was Keeks's reaction overall to this one? Like just because you you kind of knew what you were getting into. Yeah, because but... I, I I'd
1: seen an episode of it. I hadn't seen the whole thing. Um. And yeah, just <laughs> I just look over on the sofa and just see her shaking with laughter okay? silent laughter at certain <laughs> moments. Uh, it's or, a magical or, thing. Or then just get other moments where it's just a head shake. It's like oh, <sighs> so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember the Apes of Wrath when I when I saw it. It stuck in my memory because of its plot similarities to Inferno.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Noticing so. people into
1: apes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, obviously in Inferno, it wasn't Noel Fielding's piss. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: basically, if you're on all four, more four, and you're like, "Well, finish Bake Off. What should I watch now? Watch that bloke from Bake Off dressed as a monkey pissing on people." Yeah. But just, yourself
1: you know, as a warning. <laughs> does feature Graham Linehan in two small roles
0: yeah but this is back before so, they all knew what a cunt he was so um, just, and just is be, just be prepared for that speaking um, of C words have we had any emails I don't think so <laughs> uh, we're recording this earlier you know. than usual folks because the week's been sort of kiboshed a little bit so uh, yeah, stuff's happened if we, if we don't have any then catch us next week catch me outside how about there yeah we got nothing uh. this week do you know what? What? Algorithms be fucked. Garth Marenghi's going <laughs> to, to be the thumbnail. Because we're never going to have another chance for Garth Marenghi to be the thumbnail of the show. Garth Marenghi's going in the thumbnail. There's not a damn thing y'all can do about oh, it. Oh, I love it. I love- Maggots. Maggots. <laughs> Maggots. 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 <laughs> on that note uh, If you want to get in touch uh, BigDamnContact at gmail.com Where can they find us on Twitch, Mayhew? Uh, maggots um,
1: <laughs> You can find us on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash big damn stream Where can they find
0: us on Twitter? At big damn cast. Where can they support the show with some shekels? Patreon.com forward slash big damn cast and you can of course catch any video content, including video versions of the podcast on Big Damn channel on the YouTubes. Uh, I have been Christopher. I think I might need to stay up tonight and watch Garth Marini's Dark Place again, Johnson. Uh, I've been Ha! <laughs> <laughs> uh, just he been... He's been. Right here with by... right me. Bye! Bye, bin everyone! And bye!